Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 37. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, it's starting to get dark out a little bit earlier and a little bit longer in the morning, so we're going to talk about lights. Yeah, we're going to revisit lights. Um, understanding, guys, lights are a pretty big topic. Um, we've, we've done some podcasts around lights before and on lights, um, but just have had some things pop up here recently. There are some new players in the market, um, some new products in the market as well. And then, you know, some things that we run into on a regular basis that, you know, hey, if we can maybe help somebody front end solving a problem with information front end wise, rather than trying to figure it out on the back end, uh, maybe we can make everyone's lives a little bit easier. Um, numerically speaking, statistically speaking, uh, the number I keep hearing thrown out there and I've heard thrown out there for decades is, is literally that 80% of confrontation happens in a low light or diminished light environment. Um, and I'll just apologize for throwing out a number without being able to back it up. I have no idea where that came from. It could be some urban legend, but it seems like the night's scarier than the daytime. And generally, you don't need lights during the day. So we'll talk about it at night and lights. Until you do need a light in the day because you just want a too dark structure. Exactly. So um, I, I, I want to address uh, something that I've run into specifically here recently that's just generally on the topic of lights, not on anything specific. Um, Putting a light on a weapon, on a, on a regular basis, we'll have a conversation with somebody who will say something like, um, you know, oh, well, I don't need the most expensive one. Well, that's that's cool. That's that's not a bad thing, right? We're looking at best value. What's going to get the job done for the right amount of money? What's going to do be good enough? Um, when you go in to get brakes put on your Ferrari or on your Corvette, or even on your daily driver, you don't generally go in and say, put the cheapest set of brakes on this thing you can. Um, maybe if it's your car and it's a beater, you do. Let's say it's your teenage daughter who's a new driver. Do you have the cheapest brakes put on her car? Um, do you have the cheapest brakes put on your wife's car? Depends on whether or not you like your wife. A um, little bit of that going around one way or the other, right? So, so there's a little bit of a conversation around, do you want the cheapest thing to throw on your gun or do you want something that's adequate to the job or do you want something that's actually gonna perform well? Um, and, and you can get performs well for good money. You can get the best for a lot of money, and we recognize that, that some of these things cost some money. But what I'm running into a lot are guys who come in and like, yeah, man, I got this awesome light at Tractor Supply. Yeah, man, I got this awesome light at Rural King. Yeah, man, I got this awesome light at Walmart. Stop. You probably didn't get an awesome light at Walmart. You might have got an awesome light at Tractor Supply. They have some cool stuff. Uh, I've never been in a Royal King, so I don't know. But, Probably not an awesome light. Gotcha. So having so having said that, um, you know, if you're a, you can have an awesome light that's a handheld light, but you're still trying to cobble it onto a weapon. If this were the 1990s or even the early to mid 2000s, that might have been the only game in town. Um, I'm, and I'm not even talking about hose clamps and stuff like that and duct tape. Uh, the idea of taking a light mount that goes on pick rail and installing a handheld light into that light is, a, is an idea that really went the way of the dodo about 10 years ago. Um, most handheld lights do not have proper or appropriate switching to run on a weapon. Most handheld lights, especially nowadays, when Surefire changed their paradigm, Surefire products used to be that the switching was in the switch end of the light or the back of the light. And now most of the switching in Surefire products is actually in the light end of the light, the front of the light. So even if you buy something that has multiple settings and then put a tail cap on it thinking it's only going to come on bright, it still does the switching in the front end of the light. 
So I, I'm, I'm not saying don't ever, 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 ever do this, but seriously consider if what you're doing is the right thing, trying to turn a handheld light into a weapon light, because there are just a few different places where it really breaks down. So one of the, th one of the ways it breaks down is switching primarily, and then the second way that it breaks down is how you're mounting it on the gun becomes a little bit Rube Goldberg. When you start adding an extra layer of two, a layer or two um, of, of, of fasteners, of screws, of layers of mounting systems, um, and a lot of these mounting systems that hold handheld lights have a couple sets of screws in and of themselves, and, that's, and then that's assuming you still have pick rail on your gun to mount it on, and if not, then you're putting a piece of pick rail on M-Lock or key mod, then you've added yet another layer of potential failure. So, you know, let's, let's please take a serious look at just buying a weapon mounted light and stop trying to cobble together something that's, that just creates more failure points. Yeah, so, not, not to mention most handheld lights, especially on the consumer side of things, are not designed to take recoil. Um, and definitely not designed to take a lot of recoil. Yeah. So if you're keeping the, the light mounted to the gun all the time for training, you know, even when the light's not on, you're still putting recoil cycles through all the components in that light every yeah. time the gun goes bang. Yeah, and, and my curiosity would be, you know, Surefire is an engineering company. Um, you know, they'll tell you flat out, you know, I can't find a mount size for this, you know, EDC light. They'll tell you, well, that's because it's not a weapon light, it's a handheld light. And being an engineering company, I would wonder if they're engineering their handheld lights to really take that recoil impulse. I'm sure they engineer them to deal with impact use, you know, smacking somebody in the grape with the light, but it's a different impulse than a recoil impulse on a firearm. Um, so, you know, as an engineering company, my guess is that Surefire is no longer engineering handheld lights to be cobbled together onto a weapon. So, you know, you may be looking at a potential failure for misuse anyway. Um, and the same thing with Streamlight. You know, I don't think anybody's thinking that way anymore within those companies from an engineering perspective or design perspective. They're designing weapon lights as weapon lights and handheld lights as handheld lights. So, you know, like I said, let's, let's hold off on trying to make something pounding a round peg into a square hole and, and let's look at buying the right tool for the job. Does that make sense? So... Um, having said all that, uh, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the brands of lights real quick. Um, right now, from a weapon light perspective, um, brands of lights, Surefire, um, from an overall company that makes just about everything you'd ever need, from the light for a rifle, the light for a handgun, um, a specific light for certain types of guns, whether it be a foreign light for a shotgun or whether it be a light for an MP5 or something like that. Um, 134 minigun. Yeah, or a 134 minigun. Um, the, the reality check is that Surefire still owns the weapon light market. Um, you know, yes, they're expensive, but they're really, really good quality. They really take care of the end user really, really well. The switchology on their lights is well thought out. Um, and that's not to say that if you don't, you know, you might like another light's switchology better for your personal usage. That's fine. That's cool. Um, but in general, Surefire stuff is very well thought out. It's extremely rugged. Um, it holds up to abuse, it, it does what it's supposed to do, and they are still at the top of the food chain. Um, the next step down for lights that we sell is, is going to be Streamlight. And in the day and age of LED lights um, and, and all aluminum chassis on lights and stuff like that, Streamlights generally are about 90% of the performance of a Surefire for about 60 to 70% of the cost. Be aware that as Surefire or Streamlight comes out with newer lights, they are bumping the cost up on some of these newer lights that do give you some 
uh, some more value for your money. So they're, they are trying to get some of that margin back because they own a whole bunch of the market right now. Yeah, the other thing with Streamlight lights, you know, our real world performance testing out on the range, uh, lumens on Streamlight lights seem like they're maybe 80% of what the lumens on a Surefire light are. Absolutely. Um, and, and to give a firm example, um, shooting in uh, low light condition, uh, outdoors, um, distances somewhere, say for example, if a Surefire X300U at a thousand lumens um, just burns through 100 to 120 yards, you know, enough to see movement or to see an upright bipedal movement uh, happening downrange versus the, the stream lights with 800 lumens. If you're reaching 60, 70 yards, that's, that's a long way for that light. And when you throw in um, any kind of moisture in the air, not necessarily rain, but, but fog, haze, um, maybe smoke from firearms, etc., that kind of thing, um, that, that gets cut down really, really quickly uh, on the streamlight side of things because the light, the, the actual light output is a cool light and warmer light tends to cut through particulate matter density in the air. So Surefire kind of wins that game in that regard. Um, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the newer super premium lights that are on the way because those are items that we're looking at bringing in here. Um, but we'll come back to that in a minute. So, yeah, the reflector design technology on the Surefires is you're paying a lot of money. A lot of the money you, you spend on the Surefire light goes into that reflector technology. Absolutely. And when you're trying to choose the right light for the gun, you know, the application, what's the light going to be used for? Um, you know, choosing the right reflector matters too, whether you're going from a TIR or to something that's just going to fill a room full of light and not have any reach. Um, a great example of that, not on a weapon light, but their new stiletto light is absolutely awesome as a task light, but as a, as a defensive light to carry with you, there probably are better options, but it does so many things really well that I think I'm going to stick with it. Um, not really a lot of hotspot, but man, it just floods a room and makes space useful quickly and easily. So that kind of conversation. Um, so um, we've covered a couple of brands. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that everything else out there is crap. I just want everybody to be aware that that almost everyone out there still has issues within certain models of lights, whether it's switching, whether it's mounting systems, uh, whether it's battery bleed and stuff like that. Um, you know, we get we get people, you know, wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth at us every time the, you know, Enforce lights come up. Um, and, and maybe Enforce light has a new light that works. I don't know. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, we have one of our tribe who still swears by his Enforce, and it seems to work for him, but he is the last holdout. Um, the one who was holding out with him had a come to Jesus experience with, a, with an Enforce light failing on him. In an actual real world, I'm grabbing my gun, something went bump in the night, and the light failed. Um, out of the nightstand. So, you know, I'm still not willing to bring in Enforce lights and put them in the case and tell people you should stake your life on this. Um, if they work for you and you're training with them and you're beating on them, that's awesome. But if you haven't run that gun in a shoot house environment or in a low light environment, um, you know, for more than a minute, um, killing Canadians in your basement, um, don't talk to me about how wonderful they are if you haven't beaten on them. Um, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of hours in the dark running this stuff. And the reason why we preach what we preach is because it's what we see work. And when we generally, when we bag on something, it's because we've seen it fail repeatedly. Um, yeah. And so, the other the other thing to note, you know, we keep gun we keep lights on our guns all the time. So <clears> even when we're not shooting in the dark, we're still putting recoil cycles on those lights. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's rifles or handguns, I mean, in general. So, 
Um, you know, so like I said, I, you know, and I know some of this information is, is not new to you guys. Some of it is. So if you're catching this for the first time, you know, if, if you have questions, feel free to stop by, you know, and, and, and let's have a conversation about some of these things and why we're, we're definitely happy to do that. So um, handgun lights specifically, there's not a whole lot of new out there on the market. Um, shotgun lights are the same old, same old. You know, if you want to do a surefire, that's great. If you want to buy a magpul forend um, and do a weapon light attached to a magpul forend, that's probably a good option as well. Um, that's probably going to save you some money um, and maybe give you a little more versatility in what you want to put on the light based on how the gun's going to be utilized indoors, outdoors, etc. Um, you know, for rifle lights, um, we definitely are seeing some changes in rifle lights, and there are some some brands out there that we are very, very interested in and starting to get some real-world feedback on. Um, and, and I think, you know, with the upgrades in light tone, having warmer light, more light being put out of the light, uh, larger battery capacities in some of these lights now, um, going to, you know, some of the lights that are running either dual fuels or, or straight-up rechargeables only. Um, we're seeing better discharge rates for batteries and more reach and stuff like that. Um, previously, companies doing that kind of stuff had been building lights that were handheld lights being applied to a weapon, and now we're seeing purpose-built, higher-end models of these lights coming out. And as, as, as those become proven or more and more proven, you're going to probably see a couple new brands pop up at Cap City Outfitters um, supporting some of that because there is some new stuff on the way. Um, having said that, you know, waiting around for the latest, greatest model of whatever when there's, when there's more than capable out there, um, you know, I have guys saying, oh, well, I'm going to hold off until the new Surefire comes out because they're probably going to have a 2000 Lumen X300. Well, they probably will, but in the meantime, if you don't have a light on your gun, that's maybe not the best choice. Yeah, and honestly, there's, there's not a whole lot you can't do with a 1000 Lumen X300 Ultra. True, true, true. Um, you know, throw out an example, uh, shooting 300 yards in the dark, in the snow, at a steel plate, with a Surefire X300 lumen on a rifle with a 3XA cog. And that was the old 500 lumen model. Yes, yeah. So it's enough light to put down range under 3X magnification to still see a steel plate in the dark, in a snow squall, and make hits. So, you know, you know, we do get wrapped around the axles about how many lumens um, that light has gone down the road to one of the guys who said, oh, you'll blind yourself with a thousand lumens. Um, and he gave me money for the light and I was happy to take it. Um, I gave him a light, he's happy, but I'm gonna tell you that that's another conversation. Another thing we still hear on a regular basis is you'll blind yourself with that light. Um, if you find yourself blinding yourself with lights on a regular basis, Maybe you need to go back to the training table and, and maybe get taught how to utilize those lights off of other surfaces um, using the light indirectly and things of that nature. Um, there are ways to run the lights without blinding yourself. And I get it that occasionally you're going to pop that light on and something's going to be really reflective or really white right in front of you. Um, but those lumens are going everywhere, so they're blinding everyone else too. So I wouldn't get too sweaty about it. Um, you know, if you're if you're in that minority that says there's too much light, um, go train with somebody who knows more than you and see what they say. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of other topics that actually matter the, pertaining to lights, the, but without beating a dead horse or flogging any brand names, there's no point in it. So, yeah, I mean the the real the moral of the story is you know if you can do it, um, Surefire X300 Ultra for your pistol and on your long gun. Um, we run the 300 Ultras right at 12 o'clock. We can get to them with either hand. Yeah. We put them right in front of our back up front sight post. 
Um, if you can, if your muzzle is clear of any kind of barricade and you can see your optic on the target, your light is also going to be clear of anything in the way. Yep. Um, it just, it works. It works really well. It's simple. It's versatile. Um, you know, the other option would be the TLR1 HL from Streamlight. Yep. Um, kind of, again, same, same setup. Um, works really well, a little bit less expensive. Um, those two are, I mean, those, those are really the two proven options. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, if you, if you are searching for more reach, if you legitimately need a rifle light and you legitimately need more throw, uh, more PID on a target further down range, uh, as in maybe you're a law enforcement, um, officer who has a patrol rifle and works in a rural area, um, looking at some of the rifle mounts, um, you know, the Surefire Scout guns or Scout mount or Scout lights, pardon me, wow, are, are really, really capable. And the new dual fuel Scout lights are now pushing 1500 lumens. And legitimately, legitimately, if your eyesight will let you see it, they'll let you see what's in someone's hands at two to 300 meters. Um, really, really handy. Um, the new Streamlight, uh, two cells and rechargeables, it, it would appear that Streamlight has uh, their their switching issues that they were having in those lights in the HLXs, etc. They fixed that situation. Um, all of our inventory is newer inventory, so we started bringing them in once they corrected that. But a couple years ago, they were having problems there. That seems to have gone away, and that is a much less expensive option that will still get you a lot more reach and a lot more power, um, albeit without the streamlined features of the Surefire, but still a good option. Again, that 90% capability at 60% of the price kind of thing. So. But in general, the X300U is hard to beat for a civilian in 99% of situations that you can dream up. Yeah, it really is kind of the perfect balance of throw and then spill. So you don't, you're not giving up a lot of situational awareness of what's going on around you yeah. to be able to reach out further. Yeah, and be aware of that with putting, you know, if you're using a carbine or a rifle for home defense, be aware of that if you do put a rifle light on some of those carbines, some of those rifle lights are lasers. They're, they're, they're a lot of focus downrange and not a lot of spill. And again, going back to why we use the X300 on just about everything, if I'm shooting people at 100 yards, I'm probably the bad guy. Um, versus if I grab the rifle inside the house, it's nice to be able to fill up a light just simply by poking it, or fill up a room just simply by poking the light into the room and pressing the button. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to come in and see you know, lights, try to get them set up on your guns. Um, please stop in and see us. Yep. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, we ask that you please bring in any weapons you might be bringing with you, um, cased and unloaded. Yep. Um, if you kind of walk through the door with it slung, you may have guns pointed at you Yes. as you come through the door. Yes. Just fair warning. Yeah, con uh, yeah concealed carry weapons on a person concealed <laughs> are always welcome. Um, long guns, we would prefer, you know, cased, unloaded. Um, it, you know, so we're not scaring the natives or the locals as you walk in and out of the store or scaring the natives or locals in the store, namely me. Yeah. So cool. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Cap City Outfitters. Cap City Outfitters, 4465 Cemetery Road, capcityoutfitters.com. And you can find us on the web at capcityoutfitters.com. Cool. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.